Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Here's the question. Do you upgrade Dallas? Do you downgrade Dallas? And let's start with AJ. We'll go to Jonas. AJ, what do you do with the Cowboys? I think you have to upgrade Dallas. I mean, they exceeded all expectations. Whatever the number was, they beat it. Uh, and they they were winning that football game with less than two minutes to go. So they, they had every every chance to win that thing. And, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. But I, I think Dallas exceeded anyone's reasonable expectations in that game. Okay, devil's advocate, turnover margin was what in the game? Four to two, I believe. I thought it was four to one. Oh, maybe four to one, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll double check that. But when it's a, you know, assuming a plus three, ah. Uh, you, Hard I mean, to lose if, those. Yeah, if you're plus one. So what I'm saying is Dallas even losing the game, you could make the case that if you're plus three in turnovers and you lose the game, even if you were a nine-point dog coming in and you lose by two, so in theory your ATS margin was plus seven, you should be more than plus seven when you're plus three in turnovers. So, you probably should. Yeah. I'd also say there, on that last drive that Tom Brady had, there's a pretty obvious missed call for an offensive pass interference that if that gets called, we're having yeah. a whole different conversation. We're talking You're about right, Dallas but, just beat Tampa. Yeah, but you can go back, and there's probably five plays like that in a one-score game. And in the theory, it's going to even out in the long run. Jones, what do you think? Well, yeah, and also the missed kicks as well, too. Uh, Zerline had a bad, a rough game. You missed an extra point and a, and a field goal, and so you wonder how much you know that would have impacted that game. Just from a score standpoint, but I think I'm like four points. Yeah, well, I'm higher. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm higher on on Dallas than I was going into the game. I, I thought the game was going to be a, a Tampa route, and I came away really impressed with Dak Prescott. Really impressed with that wide receiver core. How about the um, defense? The defense I thought looked better. Um, you could tell there's a little bit of Dan Quinn that's been added to it. They're they're flying around the ball a little bit more often. A little bit more often. Uh, I thought they had a tall task last night. I think they're going to figure it out and I don't know that that they're going to have to deal with the team that's as loaded as Tampa Bay is on offense whether it's Gronk Antonio Brown looks fantastic uh, Godwin was making plays I, I feel like Dallas is going to be all right based on what I saw okay rapid fire literally 45 seconds each AJ what do you do with the Tampa Bay Bucks? do you upgrade them downgrade them keep them the same keep them the same so you would upgrade Dallas, but keep Tampa the same. What's the right? Typically, that's going to be not always, but typically, if one team goes up, one team goes down. Why not in this case? Because I think Tampa was a little low to begin with. We talked about how why are they not the overall Super Bowl favorites going into this season, which I think they should have been. Uh, I, I think that if you if you tick them down any further, I think you're making a mistake. But, but based upon too far from the top, based upon your expectations, based upon your ranking coming in. Are they less of a team, Tampa, than you thought they were? No. Okay. Uh, same question, Jones. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on Tampa, to be honest Ooh. with you. I, I, I think Antonio Brown is a game changer. Gronk looks like uh, pretty close to the Gronk of old. Uh, Tom Brady looks fantastic. If Tom Brady wasn't 44, there would be no discussion about whether or not he should retire soon. Like, he does not look anywhere close to a 44-year-old quarterback. Uh, he looked awesome. I'm actually a little bit higher on them. My one question mark, and I don't know if it's just because of Dallas's weapons, their defense looked like you could get after him a little bit, and we 
hadn't seen that uh, over the past couple of years, but I thought they looked really good last night. So we've got hundreds, if not thousand plus listeners that have Washington to win the division with us, uh, not with us, but they bet along with us their own way at plus 350. Now that is so juicy because, you know, right around right now, it's like Washington's plus 140, I think the latest line is. So when you're plus 350, when now it's 140, you're doing great. But my question is, and Jonas, I'll ask you this one, is if you have that Washington ticket in your pocket, are you obviously the loss is meaningful? It's in the standings. But is the upgrade on Dallas is, uh, enough that obviously you think Dallas got upgraded? But was the loss worth it? Meaning, if you got a Washington ticket to win the division, are you happier today than you were yesterday or not? Well, I've been happy the whole time because I know Straight Out of Vegas was the show that gave you the Suns to win the uh, Pacific Ooh. Division in the NBA. Twelve so, to one. Yeah, so so if that's the case, and they're still handing out division winners, and I'd feel good if I was a Washington ticket holder. Quickly, <laughs> quickly, AJ, same question. I would feel really good about Washington right now because I do think that the other two teams in that division are almost a zero chance to win it, and you've got a one-game head start on the biggest competition. So, yeah, I'd, I'd feel really good about your position there. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So, RJ, we get things started here on Straight Out of Vegas by looking at your Pittsburgh Steelers who are on the road to open up the year at Buffalo. We're right now on pregame.com. It's the Bills, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So one big thing on each game, and this one is the Pittsburgh Steelers have been upgraded from the preseason as much, if not more, than any team. Now, a smart listener, and we got a lot of those, are going to say, wait, how could the preseason upgrade you? Because what, they went 2-1? and one or No. It's about what we saw, not the performance, but rather what we saw offensively. New offensive coordinator, and Big Ben has been resistant over the years to turning his back on the defense, so he didn't like the play action. Uh, Steelers haven't used a bunch of motion, and these are modern offensive techniques in the NFL that are very effective and if you just look at it and say well when you play action you usually do well when you have motion you do better the analytics people have defined this and the reason Pittsburgh gets a big upgrade is Big Ben has been willing to make those adjustments and that's a big deal and that's what we learned in the preseason so it's not about performance it's about the willingness and that should affect Pittsburgh positively in this game the debut of Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is on the road, and he will be taking on former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, where the Carolina Panthers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, we have probably given Sam, Casper, Darnold as much grief as anyone. And you know what? It's deserved because this guy is about as bad as any quarterback. I mean, like, we're talking Kaiser, <laughs> Kaiser Sosha. Uh, how's his last name? I always mix it Deshaun up with Kaiser, Kaiser. Sosha. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser. Yes. And <laughs> Cousin Sal always did the joke. He said it was a Kaiser no-no instead of <laughs> – but the reality <laughs> is that – Sam Darnold's been horrible. And we can talk about Brady, the OC, and say, well, he's going to be the difference. And we can talk about, oh, the Jets were so bad. Maybe. 
But history tells us how often, and again, we got Tannehill, but the thing about Tannehill was, under Gaze, he was maybe the 16th, 17th best quarterback, 18th maybe. He was injured a decent amount in Miami, but when he played healthy, he played decently. And then he became even better with a good, or better OC in theory with Henry. We've seen nothing like that from Darnold. And because of that, I'll tell you right now, I think the Jets offer real value at three and a half, but this is simply a trade or a, a fade of Darnold till I see otherwise. The Urban Meyer era begins when he is a three and a half point favorite on the road, Jags at the Texans. AJ Hoffman, formerly of Houston uh, Radio, had a great insight on this. So the best defensive player that Houston had coming into season was a fellow named Roby. And the week of this game, so you know, this week, they traded Roby, their best player on defense, for I think it was a conditional fifth round pick. Now it's one thing to trade your best defensive player for a fifth round pick. It's another thing to do it the week of the game because why did you practice the entire preseason with a guy only to rip him out of the lineup, the best player, and say, yeah, you, we, you don't want any time, team, to get ready without him. We're going to trade him late. Well, yeah, because we got such an amazing return on him. Or no, it was a fifth rounder. So none of this makes any sense. I'm one that hates to say the word um, tank, but man, oh, man, Houston does not seem interested in winning this year. And Jacksonville, as bad as they looked in the preseason, the odds are going up. They open one and a half. It's three and a half in some spots. I lean towards Jacksonville, if not like it. And there's one other reason. I'll give a little bonus on Jacksonville. There's a chance that Urban Meyer went super vanilla. In fact, he did go super vanilla in the preseason, meaning he didn't have a lot of scheme differences or anything tricky. He is a coach that hasn't coached for many years now, hasn't ever coached in the NFL. If there's ever a game he can surprise people, it's going to be this one. I think there's a decent chance Jacksonville has some tricks up their sleeve. The Washington football team is playing host to the L.A. Chargers, and that game is a pick on pregame.com. So Mackenzie Rivers in research. And on air, more I mean, not as much as you'd like, but still, we did a study on how do you do if your offensive line has major changes. And what we found out was teams underperformed their season win total by about one full game if they had a certain criteria of re, uh, replacement on the offensive line. And on average, about nine teams per year met this criteria. So this was a fairly, like, okay, it's a pretty big bucket. About nine teams a year have big changes on the offensive line, and those teams underperform, and they certainly underperform in the early part of the season. Come week 12, 13, cohesion on the O-line happens most of the time, but game one, especially with a Chargers team, with Staley at coach who doesn't play in the preseason much, like his mentor, I think the Cardinals are going to – oh, I'm sorry, check that. I think that the um, – you know something? I actually looked at the Chargers there. Oh, I guess that's correct, Jones, because that's my best bet. I just glanced and said, the next one – why am I talking about – yeah, we're talking Chargers here. My apologies. And that is why I do not like the Chargers at all here. The O-line, though probably an upgrade in talent 
it's not going to be early in the year. And the study shows these teams underperform the whole year, but they especially do early in the year. So I like Washington there, not the Chargers. It's the Eagles at the Falcons. Atlanta, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. The Eagles have been discussed as a uh, you know a borderline tanking team. Like when they talk about the worst teams, it's like well there's Houston and then there's and, and and then there's Detroit and then there's Philly. Philly's not in that category. They've got a, a, a way above average defensive line, and just having one position group better than average is not what a lot of these you know or a couple of these really bad teams have. And we've been seeing it. The Eagles have been being bet. Uh, where the Falcons were three and a half, and now they're um, three in some spots and three and a half in others, but there's been Eagles money. There's been Eagles money on their win total. I think that they were put in a category amongst the worst teams, and I think Philly is one level better than that, and defensive line is a big reason why. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, podcast or wherever you get your podcast the indianapolis colts announced that carson wentz would start this sunday against the seahawks but it's seattle a three-point favorite on pregame.com so we talked at length about this line move you go in the pod for that one it doesn't make sense it's showing a ton of disrespect for carson wentz i'm not a fan of his so i'm not upset about it but quickly let's look at the colts the colts are a team that uh i think are going to be able to run really effectively against Seattle. They have, you know, even though their O-line's beat up, they've got uh, a power running game. And quite frankly, that is not what Seattle is built for defensively. So if you like Seattle to score, maybe look at the over here, because I think the Colts get their points in this game. Joe Burrow is back for the Cincinnati Bengals, but it's Cincinnati, a three-point underdog at home, hosting the Vikings. Now, when else in the preseason do things matter? And to me, another time is when a player is injured the prior year, and it's a big injury like Burrow, and then he just doesn't seem to have it in the preseason. It's very possible he'll have it in the regular season. But if there's ever a time you're thinking, huh, this is indicative physically of something bigger than maybe we think, I think Joe Burrow just not being 100% seemingly, not being in sync, I'm not saying it ruins his career. I'm not saying it even ruins his season. But if week one, if there's ever a week that the lingering effects are going to be there, it's week one, and there was nothing in the preseason to say that it was over his injury. If anything, I think it kind of makes you worried, and thus I'm going to be selling the Bengals until I see Burrow looking physically 100%. The Jared Goff era kicks off with a home game against the 49ers this Sunday, but it's San Francisco a nine-point favorite. The Lions are a, a narrative team, and the narrative is about biting ankles, biting toes, whatever was going on with Campbell. And you know what? Maybe he's a genius. Yeah. You know what Campbell's prior job was? Yeah, there's a vague sense. Oh, he was with the Saints. He was the associate or, I think, associate or assistant head coach. So literally, those are often 
like, okay, if it was some job the head coach typically would do, but he's busy, associate head coach does it. That's your right-hand man. And Sean Payton's a smart dude. So I think Campbell maybe knows his football team wants a macho guy, so he's putting it out there. Or maybe he's trying to create a false narrative. But what we know for sure is he's a smart guy, and most people don't think the Lions are a smart organization. And I, I think that means there's going to be value on the Lions at various points throughout this year. I don't love them here. I think they're underrated, though, the Lions in general. It's a rematch from the playoffs last year in the AFC. Browns at the Chiefs. Kansas City, a five-and-a-half-point favorite on Pregame.com. And this was the famous Rattler game where A.J., the Rattler Hoffman, <laughs> bet against Fezzik, and it was because Fezzik was backing off his bet on the Browns. And you know why? Because we were digging into those Chiefs and how they do under Andy Reid in September. And some. Players or teams do well under certain coaches early. Some do well late. But the Chiefs are as good, if not better, than anyone early. And let me ask you, Jonas, and rhetorically, is what has changed for the Chiefs since last season? What has changed for the Browns? And I think it's hard to say that the Browns have gotten better by a drastically bigger margin than Kansas City, except this line in the playoffs last year when these two teams played in Kansas City, the line was like 10 and a half. It closed at eight, and now it's six or even five and a half. I think this is Brown's bandwagon stuff. I think they're going to have a good season, but there's too many on the bandwagon. I would lean Chiefs here. Alabama quarterbacks face off at Foxborough this weekend where it's the Dolphins at the Patriots, but it's New England and Mac Jones, a three-point favorite. Whenever you have two coaches that were on the same staff, the first couple games they play when the other one's the head coach now – are oftentimes how the series is going to go because it's just the nature of the coaches. And what we see is Belichick understands Miami's offense and Flores understands the Patriots' offense. And what we've seen is some low-scoring games, especially last year. This total opened 46.5, Patriots-Dolphins. It's down to 43.5 and going lower. And I still lean on the lean on the under. This is a defensive, and this is all about matchups and all about knowing each other and, quite frankly, running a very similar defense to each other with a lot of man-to-man principles, and that has led to some real low-scoring games. The Broncos are a three-point favorite at the Giants. Of all the teams that have been getting love in the preseason, amongst the teams that aren't in the top tier, Brown's top tier getting a lot of love, it would be the Denver Broncos. And we talked about it. If you choose to start low-ceiling Teddy Bridgewater and your job's on the line if you're Fangio, if you make the playoffs or not is what they say he needs to make to keep his job, you have a lot of faith in the rest of your roster if you're saying Bridgewater's enough. We'll take steady Teddy. So the line's showing it. This I mean, the Broncos on the road – a three-point favorite with Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of love in Vegas for the Broncos. It'll be the Saints hosting the Packers, but in Jacksonville. And right now, Green Bay, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I would say if there was one game I could see early, like a, 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 like a scrimmage, but a real effort be played between the teams, and then I'd be the only one that got to see it, then I could bet the game after, it was this game. I think it was going to be more. We learn Winston with the LASIK surgery. And I know it's become a joke, but – if he can see, it seems like it's going to help him quarterbacking. What has Sean Payton done for the offense to tailor it for him? 
And obviously, is Aaron Rodgers going to pick up where he left off? Or is he going to go back to where he was four years prior, all those four years, which was slightly above average, maybe a little bit more than that. But that was it, not MVP level. So no betting opinion here for me. I want to see and learn from this game. And RJ, finally on Sunday Night Football, it is the Rams hosting the Bears in L.A., and the Rams are a nine-point favorite. When is Andy Dalton going to be booed? When is the change going to happen? And and obviously, you know, this game's in L.A., but it just strikes me that every quarterback that's not elite, elite, elite is going to have bad quarters. They're going to have bad games. What kind of leash does Andy Dalton have? And what is it about fields that made Andy Dalton the starter? Because remember, Nagy backtracked a little bit from that commitment. Then he went back to Dalton. I know there's a lot of love for Fields. I think if he really, if Nagy agreed with it, he'd be starting here. It's going to be very interesting to watch. But again, it's all about the quarterbacks and obviously Stafford. First game without any preseason with the Rams. And the last point I'll make is this: I believe the following. If you take the teams that didn't play their starters in the preseason and look to bet against them in the first quarter, you probably got something. 